Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, complete with Bradley on My Talk 1071. Uh, he is back from vacation, yeah. and we're excited to have you back. Mm. Now, while you were gone, oh, mm, you're like excited to be back. Yeah. What's <laughs> going on? Okay. What's new? While you were gone, there was video that surfaced. Uh, I didn't do it. It's not me. It's, it's not you. AI. It's not you. But we discussed there was an article about Elon Musk's, Musk's, <laughs> Elon, Mr. Musk's cringy dancing. Oh, God. I okay? can only imagine. It wasn't that bad. Right, Mike? No, it wasn't. It, it was, was like all it was a three second loop that they kept looping. All he was doing was raising the roof like, hey, put your hands up in the air. And it was it even won- like closed fists. So it wasn't it was over almost more just like this. Yeah. A little Chant- the- yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it wasn't what just was the-, the weird like. Oh, are yes, we so- doing the Tesla event? Um, Bizarre moves at Tesla event in China. Um, what's the date on that one? This was Three years over, ago. Okay, this was over the weekend. Okay, this was like okay. over the weekend. I just Googled Elon Musk dancing. So apparently, is this the rave one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So he's just doing a few. And then they snap a photo of him that's right at the moment where he had his hands back behind his head. But I think he was just putting his arms down. And it looked like he had his hands Behind his head, like he was getting ready to uh, throw. He's just forward. doing a little raise the roof. That's mm-hmm. all he's doing. It's yeah. so stupid. Which is also not technically a dance move. That's just a like. I'm I'm old and I don't know how to dance. Right. So I'm right. just gonna make movements to appear like I'm a part of this experience. Right. I um, say that knowing full well that I've done that myself. <laughs> right. So, page six just came out with an article yesterday. That said, watch Leonardo DiCaprio bust out cringy dance moves at Billionaire Pal's wedding. Of course. Okay, and I'm like so excited. I'm like, maybe we are going to get some actual cringy dance moves from a very high-powered person. She's like, I want the cringy dance. I want to see some cringy dances. This is even worse because I just see his head moving up and down. I don't even see him dancing. But then, um, apparently, there's a reception where uh, he's smoking a lot of ciggies, that's for sure. Yeah. And there are just still shots of him dancing. And the descriptions of the stills are what cracked me up, and that's why I brought I'm watching the video. He's smoking. He's smoking. Okay. Up in a balcony. He's he's like in the DJ booth or something? Or he's like... So then there's still shots. And he's it, doing the like, uh, uh, he's, that's not dancing. That's just, what do you call it? Vibing? Like, what's the, like, 
bebopping? Slightly moving? I don't know. Like you're just, you don't want to dance, but you're like, ah, there's music, you know? It's not cringy, that's for sure. I'm not getting cringe yet. I mean, other than he's like vaping 24-7. Like, put it down for five seconds. It says the movie star was seen making a finger gun as he busted a move. (laughs) It almost, yeah, he's doing like a... What is that? Well, like I like to do one of my favorite moves is double guns left, double guns right. Like, do, 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 do. That's if you're really trying to do a fun dance. So did you just feel like triggered that like somebody was criticizing your move? My finger guns? No, I just think it's stupid that they described it yeah, that I, way. I, Making a finger gun video as he d- busted a move. Seems pretty weak, weak tea. Mm-hmm. If you ask. Me. And then it says he also gleefully waved his arms in the air. Oh, no, not that. Oh, God. That's not cringy. That's just like dad move. Right. I don't know that anyone had the expectation, though, that Leonardo had moves. Right? Yeah. It'd be one thing if it was like, like, have you seen that meme? Well, you don't watch <laughs> uh, TikTok, but maybe you've seen it on Reels on Instagram. Yeah. The skipping thing. So there's this like meme that like, I don't know where it started, but like there's a like, so they'll film somebody skipping like uh-huh. this person skipping normal, skipping normal, skipping yeah. normal. And then there's somebody at the end who like clearly does not know how to skip, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I just feel like, where was I going with that? I don't know. Some just that, that I don't know that we really had any expectation that he was going to like hit be good at dancing. Yeah. And then it says my final caption says DiCaprio was also seen smoking a cigarette as he did a jig. <laughs> He's not uh, I'll show you a He's jig. He's not a leprechaun. Like it's you gotta have arms going back and forth and a lot of footwork. I don't even see moving of the feet. He's just smoking a lot and no, talking to a mysterious blonde. That yeah, he's just hanging out. Yeah, that's it. That's what I would call that. It's just it's just the What's worst your, clickbait. Your finger guns again? Oh, I'll show you. I'll get up. To You're gonna do have this. to do a video now. You I know saw it. this live at the Janet concert, by the way. Did you? It's yep. like da 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 da. <laughs> What's with? <laughs> what is that supposed to like? <laughs> when does that mood strike? Well, that I need a faster beat. First of all, I'm going. I, I have all some. Right, clogs so we'll be on. filming this after the show, kids. <laughs> you need to have clogs on. <laughs> I have clogs on, so oh. it's not easy to do like, right are now. Are you like a clog dancer? <laughs> From, like, from from the Ozark Mountains. Holler. I mean, you know. Up next, it's Clog Dancing Dawn. <laughs> oh. And her finger guns of sass. <laughs> and I didn't make that up. I have a friend who does that a lot. Finger the guns. Finger His guns? name is Drunk Doug. <laughs> drunk Doug and the finger guns. Okay. It's like a drunk band, Doug yes. move. Do yeah. you have a signature move, Mike? Uh, not that. Um, just kind of, we talked about this actually the other day. Just yeah. kind of like, just a little, get the little arms going, kind of just yeah. back a little bit. I just, just, why does it just, it's just, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's because it's like, people feel like they have to do something. Yeah. Like. I want to move. Yeah. But you're like, I'm not going to commit to dancing. Yeah. I was trying to get Lori to sing along to Ludacris with me. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, work. do I know this song? And I go, I don't know, but it was really popular. Did she did she have a signature move? Um she was sitting down. Okay. For that, so no, she did not have yeah. a signature move. But I've seen Lori quote oh, yeah. unquote dance. She was oh, moving. Yeah. yeah, she's She was she's moving after moves. I left maybe. She was doing the uh the fake Janet like hair swinging oh, her thing ponytail. a lot. Yeah, like cuz Janet was doing that on did the stage. Did you guys have fun at the 
at the yes. suite with my talkers? Of course, yeah. yeah. Any? Did you make any new friends? Um. Yeah, actually, somebody um, named Tammy, who you might have remembered, she was doing. She was. She actually bought five tickets. Wow. For her family, and her Tammy. family was like, she just told us we were going to this thing for her birthday. Oh, fun! <laughs> yeah. So I. Oh. So we met them, and just like you know. Most important question. Mm? Did they have chips and dip? Yes. And bars. Chips and dip and bars. Yep. What was your favorite? Mike, have you had that experience? That was my first experience. So for the My Talkers Mm -hmm. at the suite, they always have my favorite chips with uh, dip and then popcorn. Popcorn. And then an assortment of bars, usually blondies and brownies. Okay. Yeah. I had like four pieces of popcorn. Four like kernels, yeah, I think so. Oh, I don't you know. Sound I didn't fun. have any, and then why you know, four kernels? I don't know. I was just too busy doing finger other guns? things. Not any finger guns, but I was dancing probably too much. Mike, were you busy with at the bars? Oh, I took. Uh, yeah, I got the uh, bowl of the popcorn, which was delicious. The chips were great. I loved the dip. Everybody, and then, yeah, I had one touches of the... it, and then I just sit there and like devour tables, it. and yeah. so people go sit in the seats, and I'm like. Mowing down yeah, I on never, the... Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Come talk to me over at the stack bar. Okay, yes. to one. Get your finger guns out. Mm-hmm. I want to see it on a video. Okay. And when we come back... Um, oh, I should also tell you guys, um, dear listeners, we have a very special guest who's joining us at one thirty. That's right. Jim Brickman has been a guest on this show multiple times um, to talk about something fabulous that he is doing that you can participate in. But when we come back, Dawn... You've got all the latest on Kim Cattrall returning finally, I think, somehow to Sex and the City. Unbelievable. Yes. Yes. All right. When we return right here on The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 107.1. Hey, guys. Thank you for joining us. Um, We will be talking to Jim Brickman coming up next. So don't miss that. We also have a chance for you to win tickets to his show. Wow. We'll be coming the 6th and 7th here in Minneapolis. So check that out coming up next. Um, but we first have to talk about Kim Cattrall returning to the Sex in the City extension show called And Just Like That. She's going to be just doing a cameo, but this is huge. In the immortal words of Mystery Science Theater 3000, Kim Cattrall, I love your smell. I am very excited <laughs> about this only because I know there's been a feud and I'm glad to know that she's actually making a cameo. How did this happen? I don't know how it happens, but how it happened, but I want to speculate. Okay. With good. you. That's what we're good at. Because she has publicly said all kinds of things about Sarah Jessica Parker, their relationship, her relationship with all the ladies, why she chose to leave, and basically saying I will never ever be a part of anything that has to do with them again. So it was just like we all just accepted that. Like, it's not going to be, Samantha will not be back. And then in the show, you're just kind of waiting to see when they would mention her, which that was a big t- thing when they just acknowledged that she existed, that she was off in Europe somewhere doing something, yeah. being doing her PR business. Um, so I am super curious if they just, because it's almost like you cannot mention this without, having her in the same sentence it's just become a thing where she's so attached to it that they probably were like we have to end this so we can move on so what could we do Meaning, we have to announce the elephant in the room otherwise it's just is constantly sitting there and people like what happened to samantha what happened to samantha what happened to samantha yes or like what it's really just about the people the actors themselves so um 
a rep for for Kim did not respond to the request that Variety had uh, for her to comment on this. Um, but she is going to return just in some type of form in a cameo. Did they grovel? Did they, I mean, did Sarah Jessica Parker just like say, will you please, please, I'm on my knees. What do you want? I beg you, here's the money. Here's the amount. You only have to show up one time and we will talk to you at lunch like we didn't used to. I I mean, that sounds like, I mean, that's the, you know, juicy gossip version. But I imagine it was simply like in an email, name your price for one episode cameo or whatever it was, right? Like name your price. Right. And then she just went clickety clack, clickety clack, a million dollars. And they said, okay, do it. So, because I imagine it was just money. It right? has to be money. Yeah. And I guess it's already been done. Like she shot her dialogue on March 22nd in New York city without seeing or speaking with the stars of the series, including Sarah Jessica <laughs> Parker so or Michael Patrick King. These people. Yes. In I this- do, you know, I don't know. Like it's hard to know what's really happening and people are like all sidesy about it, but like, and I get it if you just want to move on with your life and not go back to something from before. But like, at the uh, the other part of me is just kind of like big deal. Just go do it. Just be you know. There's fans. The fans want it. They do want, and that's why this is happening. So I guess that I'm. I know that it was mentioned like that. The way they mentioned it before, she's she's living in London, I guess, not not Europe. But there was a text that came through whenever. Um, spoiler alert. Mr. Big passed. Mm-hmm. So she was like, sorry, you know, they, they Great, worked it in that way. <laughs> but um, so I guess the, the scene is just a phone conversation that she's going to have with Carrie. Oh, so they're not even interacting. So she's not even going to interact with her. Um, but still, you know, it's better than just a text that. So it's not going to be continuation of the character. People, some people wanted it just to be recast. Like, Please just get Sharon Stone to do it, okay? I mean, she is perfect for the part. I think she has even said, sure, I'd do it, you know. But I don't know. I think that there's a big piece missing, and it's part of the reason why I didn't really like the show. Um, you didn't like the reboot? No, I or did no, not. The, whatever you call it. Continuation um, be, of the story. What didn't you, so what are you saying you didn't like about that? <sighs> okay, so I did not like that there was just this missing piece of Samantha being gone. Okay. It's just like taking, you know, Paul McCartney out of the band. That's what it felt like, you know, just there's something missing and there was so much concentration on. But if it was good, wouldn't you not care? If it was good, but I just didn't think the storylines were good. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I think if like Kim Cattrall being a part of this is what's preventing it from being good, then the thing wasn't good. No, it was not Because, but for. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. For one character, yeah. it should be good. I don't think so. Right. So so but again, I can understand the nostalgia thing. Like if you're just so wedded, it'd be like, but see, like I will just compare everything as I do, and I'm sorry, I'm gonna drive the you Golden nuts. Girls. Yeah, thank you. That's the Golden fine. Girls, when they spin spin off, spun off mm-hmm. to the Golden Palace, it's because Dorothy didn't want to be a part of the show anymore. And they were like, uh you know, people could have been like, Well, I'm just not gonna watch because Dorothy is is no, it actually was a really great show. And you don't even have to take my word for it because I know you think I'm in the tank for it. No. Grant, out here, Grant. producer of the Lori and Julia show, loved the spinoff season or series. The Golden Palace. The Golden Palace. Okay. So, and it's because they had great writers mm-hmm. and, you know, they were able to create something new and equally, and no, I shouldn't say equally, but like something that was good. Right. And so I think with this particular show, like if Carrie not being on it was the only thing that that sunk that ship, that mm, ship was rickety right, to begin Sam. with. Samantha. Samantha, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I just didn't like the o- over focus on them being older and trying to adjust to life now. It was like, why are you just focusing on one aspect of being this age that you are now, you know, mm. it was all about trying to relate to, uh, you know, the way society works now, different terms and situations that you're in and adjusting and not knowing, you know, pronouns and things like that. It was like, okay, yeah. And the reason why we watch the show in the first place is to see some, you know, gossipy stuff and some dating stuff going on. So you felt like we the didn't show get a lot of that didn't meet the time. No. Nope, and I stopped watching. But again, I would think like even the, if that's the case, the themes and things, if there was good writing, yeah, they'd be funny. I just engaging. didn't think it was good. I yeah. don't know. Maybe I mean, if you disagree with me, that's totally fine. I get that. You're allowed I to just have stopped. your opinion. And I, uh, to be honest with you, I only I don't know how Unless many seasons of. With mine. What'd you say? What I didn't say anything. Someone disagrees with. No. Oh. I didn't say um. That's totally fine. I just didn't. I didn't like it. I don't know where. I was no, and I, and you totally are fine not liking it. I I think yeah. that that's okay. You don't need to have a justified like if it's just bad writing or didn't float your boat. Yeah. Move on. But I do think it's kind of awesome, even though I don't have a horse in this race that she's coming back. Why? Just because there was like you know, I, it just feels like unsettled. Yeah, kind of right. And and plus for her as an actress, I'm sure she wants to move on. She doesn't yeah, want to continuously like, talk about that she was time Samantha. I show up, I have to talk about why Samantha left. Right, exactly. Yeah. So Well, thanks, Don, for that yeah. update. Hey, when we come back, we have a very special guest joining us and a familiar voice if you've listened to the show for any length of time, Jim Brickman, the uh piano superstar and just all around great guy is gonna be with us to talk about something fun uh he's got going on. 
and you might be able to win tickets when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Summertime weather is here, and Livia wants to help you out to help make sure that you enjoy our most beautiful summer days. They have the premier all access offer 50% off plus a free gift going on now if you mention me or My Talk. Now, this is just one week only, and if you've been paying attention, I started this last Friday, so it's going to be over tomorrow. So definitely give them a call today if you want 50% off and a free gift by saying, I heard this from Dawn or uh, I just heard this on my talk. And they're going to give you a personalized plan. This is the full plan. This isn't just like a mini version. Uh, You're going to get a personalized nutrition plan uh, that's doctor recommended. And the team is amazing. You'll meet with them each week either virtually or in person and there you go it's the easy way to lose weight and it's just actually so much fun 855 go livia or visit livia.com that's l-i-v-e-a.com for 50 percent off plus a free gift when you mention me the adventures of bradley and dawn my talk 1071 everything entertainment everything jim brickman we have a special guest with us uh today who's going to be performing live soon here in Minneapolis, Bradley, you've talked to Jim before. Yeah, Jim has been on our show. He's a fan of my talk, and he is no stranger to radio himself. And it's always lovely to catch up with Jim Brickman. Jim, thanks for being with us again. Uh, you're coming to town. I am. How are you guys doing? doing Wonderful great. for a Thursday after a holiday. Yes. Good to talk with you again. I am coming back, and this time at the Dakota, which... I've actually never played before, and oh. so it's it's going to be really special. It's it's also the first time in probably ten years that I haven't been there for Christmas. Oh. So you know, it's it's a tradition to always play in Minneapolis or St. Paul at Christmas time, and the first time in very long time that I'm playing uh, in a intimate setting instead of you know one of the big Hennepin theater mm-hmm. venues that is uh, not Christmas. It is summertime. I'm really, uh, I think this is going to be great because it is such an intimate space at the Dakota. This is going to create like a whole different relationship between you and the audience. I mean, it's really going to be a lot of give and take, I imagine. Absolutely. You know, I've been doing a a lot more of these um, cozy, I like to call it, you know, because it is up close. And, And so being able to play a lot of the hits and have people actually see my fingers instead of like, you know, yes. from afar, or sometimes you look like a Q-tip instead of <laughs> like right up on, on stage with the person. I'm close enough that I could smell your cologne, probably. Oh, yeah, that could be good, or I don't know, it could be bad. <laughs> exactly. That is true. Okay, so I, I I learned about you that um, you started playing piano at a really early age, five, six years old. Yeah, I mean, I I, I always. Uh, played kind of my own vibe i mean i was always a songwriter even from uh, as, as a little kid i would take oh. mary had a little lamb and turn it into a jim brickman song so <laughs> early on i was always doing that and of course uh, you know in in the career as a actual grown-up um uh, so much of the music people use to chill out and to relax and to take a bubble bath or get married to or have a baby to and you know it just has that really special quality of kind of the soundtrack for people's lives and that's why i think it's become so popular especially 
in a time in the world where we all need a little calm. A little? Oh, I, I feel was like we going to say that. Jim. If you want to have a peaceful, lovely evening yeah. and go see Jim Brickman, you will, I mean, I'm going to guarantee that they're going to walk away feeling just wonderful for, the, for their night, for sure. Uh, so if you That's actually, the idea. yes, so we actually have, uh, let's do this uh, favor for Mike, our producer. We actually have three pair of tickets to give away. Uh, so give us a call right now so he can get your name down for these Jim Brickman tickets, 651-641-1071. I also wanted to ask you, do you remember the first time that you played in front of a big crowd and you were nervous to perform? I bet you were young. You mean other than my third grade recital? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I mean, just like, tell us about it. I would it. say that the crowd wasn't actually that big, now that I think about it. Probably just parents Seemed and large. family. Yeah. But it was, um, you know, the, 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 my first big tour, it was crazy because I, I was on my first big tour was with Olivia Newton-John, where I was wow. the opening act. And so... Like I came from just playing solo piano music on albums to being on tour with her. And it, you know, it was, it was a a pretty shocking thing, but I loved it. And I, and it was a great, great kickoff to the career. And now um, I love it. I don't get nervous because I'm just playing with my friends. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're at a point where it's just, you know, you're just having, I mean, not that you're not always having fun, but I I imagine there's a lot of fun happening, but I do want to just ask you because we are pop culture station and we love celebrity gossip. I do just want to ask if, you know, like who was the most fun to perform with live, uh, you know, on stage. Cause you have worked with people like Olivia Newton, John, but Donny Osmond, Michael Bolton. I mean, all sorts oh, of so many people. big names. Yeah. I mean, you, you just hit on a couple of the people that I um, loved to tour with, you know, Donny was, was on my tour. Donny Osmond was on my tour for a couple Christmases, you know, in the twin cities as well. And, um, but the the Olivia experience was was just one of a kind. Um, uh, I, most most of the time, interestingly enough, the iconic artists are the ones that are the nicest. It's the up and comers that are difficult. Mm, interesting, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Yes. It's like because the icons have been there, like they've seen everything, and they've been the ups and the downs. Um, Kenny Rogers was an amazing collaborator. Johnny Mathis was oh, a wow. wonderful one. Um, Lady A, Lady Antebellum, oh, they they were fantastic. Um, and so th- th- I would say that those are some of the highlights. Um, so many tech. Carly Simon, that was incredible. Um, Kenny Loggins, um, Michael W. Smith, uh, all, all really Ooh. gracious people, but the most fun um Olivia and Donnie and Johnny Mathis, I would say. Oh, for sure. What makes it, you know, for a performer, like what makes them so special to work with? Is it because they are having a conversation with you or you're interacting? Like what's the the quality that makes them so enjoyable to work with? Well, I mean, certainly their their graciousness makes a huge difference. You know, true collaborators like you guys have to have respect for each other and they, and they have to be at a level too. They they have to be, at, you have to be at the same level. It's like playing 
you know, sport, like playing tennis with somebody who's as good or better than you, you always play better. And so it's that, it's the camaraderie and the respect for what each of you do and where you are in your, in your career in life. Um, and there has to be joy in it. And, you know, you have to want to be there. The worst thing is to go to a show where you're watching a, a, a performer who you can tell is just walking through it, that they're just not, they don't want to be there. Oh, that, yeah. And that's not fun for the audience or the performer. You have to want, want to be doing it. And so, you know, the quality of the a performer and the level they play at is always important. And what's next for you? Are you working on anything now? Can you say? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm doing the first vocal album of Ooh. duetting with myself. Oh, wow. I've never, I've never, I've never performed with myself. I mean, per, you know, <laughs> duetted with myself. Wow. <laughs> on a vocal, on a vocal performance. Wow. And so, um, so, so the timing must be hard to figure. Christmas album. <laughs> okay. Uh, for a Christmas album. Oh, that's cool. Oh, great. Yeah, I mean, that's that's my time. You know, people, um, I love Christmas music, and it and for me, it's it's all about the joyful feeling about the holiday season and the music that people love and nostalgia, the memories. And, and so much of my music is so emotional. And, and so, um, yeah, my first all-vocal album, you know, I'm known primarily as an instrumentalist or I have duet partners with me, but... Um, you know, this is the first time that I'm, I'm singing my own, um, my own stuff. And at the show it, at the Dakota, we are doing live by request. Uh, I'm going to have Ooh. singer, uh, local singer, John Tronus with me too, who's so popular in the twin cities, travels all over the world with me, but his hometown is Minneapolis and he'll be a wow. uh, special guest with me at the Dakota. But we do live by request where you just shout out any of my songs that, you want to hear live, and um, we do them on the spot. So, so that's much. always cool because people get to hear their favorite song. Well, Jim, you're going to have to come back either when that duet album comes out or when you're going to be back in town. Just let us know. Thanks, you guys, so much. I, I am looking forward to it. It's, a, it's going to be a very unique experience, one I haven't done there in a long time. So Dakota, next Tuesday and Wednesday night, I'll see everybody there. Yes, thank you so much, Jim, for joining us. Thank and, you, guys. Yeah, Good to um, talk to you. break a leg. <laughs> okay, thanks. All right, bye. And that is, of course, Jim Brickman, and he is, as he said, going to be at the Dakota, and we've got all the details on our website. Head to mytalk1071.com. Keyword us, because it's on our show links page, mm -hmm. not the actual keyword. You know what I'm saying? Right. And congrats to the three lucky listeners who won those pairs of tickets. Dawn, yes. when we come back, we are going to move right along from Jim. Oh, something less, less enjoyable, yeah. far less enjoyable. But we do have to talk about it. It is a fascinating story. Danny Masterson was finally held to account for some horrible, horrible Horrible uh, crimes. We'll talk about it when we come back right here on my talk. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at your boat club. I know you want to be on the water this summer, and this is the best way for you to get on the water in no time with none of the hassle. In fact, your summer is going to be a lot more fun on the lake than ever before. Did you know, for example, if you're going to be out and about, this summer, renting a cabin, uh, maybe it's your cabin, or you're just going to have a rental of, of Verbo. 
Your boat club will deliver your boat rental directly to your cabin or verbo. I mean, how cool and hassle-free is that? They've also got daily and week-long boat rentals. They've got a trial membership that you can check out all of their great services. That trial membership, by the way, is $19.95 with tons of options to upgrade. Don't forget to fall in love with summer. Life really is better on the water. And that comes with your boat club. To learn more, head to yourboatclub.com today. And don't forget to tell them Bradley Singh. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 1071. Oh, we're here for entertainment. Um, and sometimes we find out things about people that we sh- didn't want to know, but it certainly yeah. is important to talk about. Definitely not entertainment, but this person working in the entertainment industry, Danny Masterson. Wow. From that 70s show, you would probably know him best. He, I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Was found guilty. You've probably heard the headlines uh, on two counts of rape. Now, that is, you know... It's a shocking story. It's a tragic story. It's um, actually a very good story if you were uh, or feel strongly about the victims in this case, right? Right. This is a happy day for them. I mean, as happy as they can be. Exactly. Um, That also, or I should say this story is also interesting because the first trial, uh, it was a hung jury. Right. And so the... uh, the, I'm sorry. And that was pre-pandemic, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But this retrial found him guilty of two of the three counts of rape. And the third one, they were the jury was not able to uh, come up with a conviction on that one. But the result is, if you haven't already heard, that he is likely to get 30 years to life in prison, which is huge, right? Yes. And, and frankly, not surprising but what i found particularly interesting was there's a whole other dynamic going on with this trial so if you don't know about danny masterson he is involved in the church of scientology and i know you're like well who cares what religion he is right well the church of scientology was implicated or considered to be you know even a part of this case insofar as the allegations were that they were manipulating things behind the scenes to discourage the victims from speaking out right or to having their uh, their allegations tried in a court of law. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so they were intimately connected to this case in a way that makes it even more fascinating. Yeah, we talk about entertainment and people who are in the entertainment industry, and so anytime one of them gets convicted of rape, of course, we're going to talk about it. But then you've got this whole late added layer of interest in terms of Scientology, and we know based on several firsthand accounts as well as books, documentaries, etc., that the Church of Scientology has been up to some questionable practices. So Mm -hmm. I think that you combine those things together, and that's why a lot of people have been fascinated with this story. Yes, and I would like to find out, I haven't really, I've been looking and trying to see, is the church going to be held accountable for 
you know, basically getting in the middle of what we now know was a crime was committed. And by discouraging those victims to come forward and saying, we'll just solve this with Scientology, are they going to be held accountable for that? Because that in itself, they should be held accountable. You know, if any other church or person within a church did that, I'm pretty sure that they wouldn't be able to just get off the hook scot-free. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say again, the piece, and I don't know the answer to your question, but I will say that in the Associated Press story, they they bring up the fact that the church played a significant role in this trial. And they say, quote, but arguably an even larger role in the second trial. So specifically, the church said uh, following the verdict that, quote, the introduction of religion into this trial was an unprecedented violation of the First Amendment and affects the due Mm. process of rights of every American. The church was not a party to this case, and religion did not belong in this proceeding, as the Supreme Court precedent has maintained for centuries. But but the the reason that it did play a role, and the, the church itself can say it didn't, but people involved in the trial themselves said that they felt intimidated. Uh, like literally there were people in the courtroom from the church that were making other people on the stand uh, uncomfortable. And it's because of, and there have been, you know, firsthand accounts by former members of the church who've said that they've been followed, intimidated, had people sent to their homes to discourage them from, you know, all sorts of things. But it's not surprising then that they, like they have in the past, would deny that that actually took place in this case and it's really you know the the statements from some of the the victims one of them um you know the this happened at his home between 2001 and 2003 and so think about how long you've lived most of your a large chunk of your life for 20 years not having any resolution to this horrible thing that happened to you Um, Well, one of them said, um, I'm experiencing a complex array of emotions, relief, exhaustion, strength, sadness, knowing that my abuser, Danny Masterson, will face accountability for his criminal behavior. Um, So, yes, it must be complex to have to process all of that and know that you can't get those years back that were taken away from you. It's just you'll, you'll these these poor women will never be the same. And that's why I'm so glad that this is finally happened and he will be accountable i guess there was an audible gasp in the courtroom from his family well yeah busy phillips right because they just yeah his wife busy phillips um or not busy phillips yes yeah yeah Yeah, that's his wife right right yeah yes 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 i believe so phillips oh okay um but his whole family that was there you know just really i think that they were in shock that he was going to have to actually go to prison. You know, this is 30 years to life we're talking here. So I don't know how long it'll be until the sentencing happens. But um, I guess that Leah Remini was actually there in the courtroom. Leah Remini. Yeah, she was there and she, you know, made a statement on Twitter afterward because she's been a vocal, outspoken, vocal critic of the Church of Scientology. And again, you know, they allege and the prosecution in this case against Danny Masterson alleged that they intimidated, discouraged and otherwise um, tried to keep the victims from having their day in court. 
And if I remember correctly, before the first trial, there was this whole conversation about whether they should be even allowed to bring their case to trial and that this issue should be adjudicated in like arbitration, okay. which I think was like the first attempt uh, or, or the first sign that the Church of Scientology was was, um, you know, trying to play a role. Busy Phillips, not Bijou Phillips. So it's Bijou Phillips is his wife. Oh, OK. Not Busy Phillips. Okay. I was like, something doesn't make sense about Busy <laughs> Phillips. Anyway. Yes. Two different people. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, no. So th- this idea that the church has not been involved is belied by the fact that they've been so vocal in responding to allegations that they were. Um, you know, when you read it, it just sounds very personal by mm-hmm. the church saying, you know, we had nothing to do with this. No. And it's like, well, okay, but your own people are saying <sighs> yeah, that they I were mean, intimidated. Or I should say former people connected to the church saying that they were intimidated. So what, yeah, I mean, what's what do you do there? It's just he said, she said at that point. Not meaning like they're saying that they never discouraged anybody from... From bringing something to Who's the police. They? That's what I would say. They, yeah. yeah. So the church has their statement. The church has no policy well, just prohibiting. Just because you say it, don't mean it's not happening. Yeah, I, I think that they're trying to point out that we don't have a policy within the church prohibiting or discouraging members from reporting criminal conduct of anyone. But just because you don't have a written policy <laughs> doesn't mean that mean that people yeah. said ooh ooh ooh. Like when it comes down to it, this is one of our. You know, he's one of our biggest Rarely members. does an organization that's doing something it shouldn't be doing write it down on paper and say, let's do this horrible thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, or this is our policy. Don't talk about this, uh, anything that happens outside of the church. I mean, they're not ever going to write that kind of thing down. But they know that Danny Masterson is, a for them, you know, how they like to have public figures to represent them in the public. And he was one of the biggest public figures as yeah. a member of Scientology, so they, so they want to protect yep. him mm-hmm. from any type of, you know, bad press or bad behavior. Yep. So, oh, just it just it does make you happy, though, that there is justice in the world and a jury uh, in this particular case found that, you know, two of the three cases deserve to be convicted or he deserved to be convicted on two of the three counts. And now we'll face 30 to life. That is no small thing. That is not. That is a career-ending experience. It sure that is. That is a life-altering experience for him and his family. Right. And I wonder if there's if they can appeal. And that's a, by the way, I'm saying that's justice. That is a good thing. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if we're going to see an appeal or if yeah, he his his attorneys have said they're going to appeal. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, that's probably you know a good thing to be because we're not going to see him going to jail anytime soon is what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, I don't know. It says no sentence. uh, No sentencing. He will be held without bail until he is sentenced. uh, But there is no sentencing date. So he's currently being held. Okay. He is being held. Okay. That's good. All right. From really depressing to, oh my God, Benifer Genifer, they finally bought a home. Oh, really? For cash. A lot. (gasps) Of cash. Who has a 